Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. You can live a long, healthy life if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable. The array of options is so much greater today. U equals U. Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforyoumc.org. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. What's happening, Rush Nation? We are in the playoff week. It all comes down to this win, and you're on to the next stage, lose, and that is the last stop. So let's see what we can do to get you through. I'm Pitsy, and as always, I am joined by my co-host Rob Howe. Have the third with the playoffs, mate. Uh, not too bad. Got a few regular season championships, so a few bye weeks, which is great. A few toilet bowls in some others as well. Not so great. Some of my best ball leagues seem to be going quite well as well. Obviously, I can't do anything with them, but let's see what we can do for the leagues we can actually make some changes in. Sweet. That sounds good. It looks like you've had a, a season so far with a couple of obviously toilet bowls mixed in, but uh, some definite good positions to be in this season. Uh, I think I went seven out of ten in the playoffs in my sleeper leagues, so I'm pretty happy with that. And I think one of the leagues that I was in, I came dead last, so that was that was also a lot of fun. <laughs> I think it was the only only league that I finished in last place, so that was uh, interesting. But yeah, seven out of ten for the playoffs, um, I'm happy with that. Good return. Very good record, yeah. Um, so let's hopefully we can use the information from our podcast to get ourselves to the next stages of our competitions as well, as well as helping other people out as well. Before we jump in, I'd like to give, and I'm sure you would as well, uh, a big congratulations to Murph, Stocks, Lee and the other staff members at 5 Yard Rush for releasing podcast episode number 300 this week. That was a lot of hard work, a lot of effort to get this far, and really to be in such a strong position considering how this season has been and come and where they've come. So here's to uh, another 300 and more. Yes, mate. Great uh, accomplishment. Fantastic uh, team to be part of. Um, but yeah, it's uh, a fantastic number to get to. And like you say, here's to the next 300. Right. So let's start off Fast Action Friday then. We start, as always, with the injury report. Uh, first on the list, we've got DJ Moore. He's now been added to the COVID list after his injury in week 12. 
uh, as if the season could have been any more of a roller coaster for those who drafted him. He's really in the bottom of that dip at the moment. Yeah, and I really hate roller coasters, so uh, I can't imagine how he's feeling. He's had such a rough and tumble season. I think another thing to take out of this as well is it's not only more that's been added to the injury report, but they've got Curtis Samuel on the injury report as well on the COVID list. So Robbie Anderson stands to benefit really massively from this as well as any of the other wide receivers. You never know, you might even see the tight ends getting used this time around. Oof. Tight end, the uh, the one unknown this season, just crazy, absolutely crazy with the tight ends. Anyway, moving on, we've got Todd Gurley. He's dealing with a knee injury, likely related to his arthritis in some way. He's been Workload's been managed this week, uh, especially the last few games as well. So limited practice on Wednesday and on Thursday. Ito Smith and Brian Hill have been sharing load uh, the load when Gurley's not been playing, so Smith's been evaluated for a head injury as well during the game last week. So all sorts of crazy stuff going on with that backfield. Yeah, not really good news for Smith because he missed quite a bit of last season with a neck injury and concussion. So this one really needs to have attention paid to it. If Smith does end up being out because of that, then Brian Hill does stand to get more of the load especially if Gurley's still having his load managed. So keep an eye on that one. Those of you who saw the Steelers game against Washington, uh, Antonio Gibson, he left the match against the Steelers with turf toe, essentially hyper-extension of his toe. So after getting tackled on that uh, on one of his runs, uh, Tuesday is listed as questionable. Tough one as well, because he was starting to get into a bit of a groove. So any Gibson uh, owners are going to be screaming into the pillows uh, based, based on this. J.D. McKissick and Peyton Barber... Could get a good load from this. McKissick obviously has been great in the backfield with the passing. Problem is that they're facing the, the Niners this week. So that is a really tough matchup to even take any of that backfield. Yeah, it's uh, definitely one to watch. But yeah, he's definitely going to be someone who's potentially out a week, maybe two, depending on how uh, how quick he heals up with it. It's a niggling one, that's for sure. Uh, right, so other quick fire injuries. Bengals wide receiver T Higgins tweaked a hamstring, leaping over a defender at the end of the game. He had a limited practice on Wednesday, so it's a good sign that he's kind of coming back. So hopefully he's back in the system this Sunday. Jay Sternberger received a concussion during the Packers game with the Eagles. The tight end missed practice on Wednesday and is still in the protocol as it stands. Marcades Lewis was also limited in practice, so this could mean Robert Tunyon is the only player available at the position who has seen substantial pass catching. Great news for Tunyon fans. Frank Gore also left the game with concussion and remains in the protocol after limited practice on Wednesday. Expect Ty Johnson to feature, but Gase has said that Gore will be back, so one to keep an eye on. Yeah, that man is unstoppable. Titans wide man Adam Humphreys heads to IR after a brief return against the Browns. Humphreys had just come back from concussion, so this injury reserve placement does not look good for the Tennessee man. Corey Davis balled out from an increased workload last week and should expect the same in future uh, alongside AJ Brown. Big one for CMC fans, he is not expected to play. He's picked up another injury, tweaking his quad. Uh, really bad news for CMC owners anyway, going into the first playoff week when everyone thought he was coming back. Yeah, it's been a really tough season for CMC owners, especially if they got him at the 101. Not, not any good use out of this season. Chris Godwin didn't practice on Wednesday, the day after surgery to have screws removed from his left index finger. But Godwin practiced in full on Thursday and should play against the Vikings in week 14 which is good news for Tom Brady and Tampa Bay as Mike Evans was limited on Wednesday due to a hamstring injury and then he didn't practice on Thursday. So Godwin is actually in line for increased targets 
possibly alongside Antonio Brown and Scotty Miller. Crowder was added to the injury report with a calf issue. That's about as much as was put on that. So I think we're expecting a bit more of a return for Mims and Perryman, potentially in that uh, wide receiver group. Julio Jones didn't practice on Wednesday or Thursday. So alongside uh, Gurley, that adds to the injury issues at the Falcons. However, we need to keep an eye on the Friday injury report to make sure that he is definitely out because he could be a wide receiver one if he plays. Another big first round uh, running back for fantasy owners, Zeke, has reduced his practice workload due to his calf injury. Uh, I think that's just more managing the situation so he can play. Give more snaps to Pollard, please. Uh, Kenyon Drake. Uh, the Arizona running back picked up a hip injury in practice and was down as limited on Thursday's injury report. So keep an eye on Drake's Friday injury report. OK, let's move on to our weak point section. Uh, so, Rob, who is top of the power for quarterbacks this week? It is the Falcons. Uh, they've taken this round against the Seahawks. The Seahawks are still duking out with them. The Falcons face the Chargers. So that's great news for Justin Herbert, who, as we saw, really struggled last week against the Patriots. And it's also great news to Keenan Allen, who saw one of his lowest returns of the season in both targets and yards. The Seahawks game could be one to watch, though, as they are the second worst ranked team for conceding quarterback points. They go up against the Jets, who are ranked just below them as third worst. And the Jets have actually shot up the chart after their game against the Chargers, the Raiders and the Dolphins. This could be one where lots of points get given away in this match, especially if the Seahawks get ahead and then let Russ cook. The Jets will likely be playing from behind, so they should be slinging it too. All right, moving on to running backs. Okay, so that's Detroit Lions. Uh, David Montgomery continues some fine form by getting two touchdowns against the Detroit defense. And the closeness of the game meant that Monty just kept on running pretty much all game and racked up the scores. This week gets worse as they now face the Packers. A very tough opponent. Aaron Jones is fresh off his huge breakout touchdown, and Jamal Williams has been capable of backing him up and stepping up when Jones was out with his injury. Speaking of Monty, he has a chance to continue his purple patch against uh, the Texans' defence this week, who've conceded multiple touchdowns to the running back position against the Colts last week. I'd keep looking at Cordell Patterson to keep his role as well. Yeah, finally getting his turn in the offence as well as special teams, so he could be a big player in Week 14. You can live a long, healthy life if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable. The array of options is so much greater today. U equals U. Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforumc.org. Going to the wide receivers and points conceded to wide receivers. The Seahawks still top of the list, but as I've been saying the last few weeks, they've been shrinking the point difference between them and second. It's getting even closer now. They're only five points from second. And it's such a shame that they conceded so many in the first half of the season. Otherwise, I reckon they'd be lower down this table. They face the Jets this week, who have been playing behind a lot this season and have needed to use their air offense to get back into the proceedings as much as possible. Um, there have been some close weeks, and it's likely that the Seahawks get ahead early in this game, like I said before. The Jets have to turn to players like Mims, Perryman, Crowder, if he's back, to play themselves back into the game. It's a shame we were talking about Crowder being on the uh, the injury report because he uh, bagged a pair of touchdowns in Week 13. So he could be in with a chance of getting even more against the Seahawks. 
And they've also talked about uh, Brashad Perryman as well in previous weeks, playing for contract extensions. I believe it was talked about on episode 300 as well. Uh, so this is a great game for Perryman to make that impact and get himself another deal. Sweet. Now we move on to points against the tight ends. Uh, after their hiding from Darren Waller, the Raiders, the Jets are now top of that list. So last week, there was only a small amount of points difference. Now the Jets lead that by by almost one point. And we already know that they got the Seahawks. Wildersley could be a player to turn to as he seems to get more and more of the tight end offensive snaps uh, than Jacob Hollister. Uh, But it's worth taking note that Hollister has seen targets in every game since the week six bye. He saw seven against Buffalo and has seen nine in the last two games. Another highlight to point out is that the Bills, who I just mentioned, are ranked fifth on the list and they face the Steelers. Eric Ebron has struggled slightly with drops. That's an understatement in the last few games, but he has got a great floor for his game. He's seen at least four targets in every game since week two and has been targeted 11 times in each of the last two games. These games were against solid run defences in Washington and Baltimore, so I expect a floor, but not as high ceiling as double digits. Yeah, there seemed to be a big problem with Pittsburgh and catching in their last game. And Mike Tomlin has come out and said they'll just put in other people who can catch. So they're going to be playing for playing time. That's something that Eric Ebron in particular needs to be paying attention to. Yep. Uh, I need I need that Steelers offense to start catching balls. It's so frustrating at the moment. So, yeah, anything to uh, get anyone who can catch on that team will be good. Right, mate. We are moving on to game before the name. Who who did you have last week? So my player was Robert Tunyon, the Green Bay Packers tight end. And he had a really good game. He We talked last week about um, having an exclusive membership as being the only tight end to have an average of three completions or more uh, in a game for this season and catching over 80% of balls. He did that again. He caught four or five catches, so 80% catch rate. And he got a touchdown as well, which is something that we talked about last week too. Uh, My next player, he has returned from an injury. He missed virtually half the season, but has come back really strong. And a lot of people have taken notice. Uh, He's been a target leader in four of the six games he's played in. He's gone for over 50 yards in three of those last four games. And he's averaging over 15 yards per reception. This week, he plays against a team that are terrible at conceding fantasy points to his position, and he plays on a team that will almost certainly be playing from behind. He's consistently started over 80% of offensive snaps since his second game back. He's had three games over 95% of offensive snaps, so should be on the field consistently for targets, and they will need them this week. There's so many people this could be. I just I was having a look at, at the list before we came on, and I just I just couldn't work it out. I started off this season. I started well. I started off our uh, the first few podcasts absolutely nailing these, and now I'm just <laughs> you've made it harder for me. I like it. I can't make it too easy. But we have mentioned him already uh, a few times in this podcast. No, go on and let me have it. It is. Denzel Mims. Ah, interesting. So they are playing the Seahawks. They're going to be coming from behind. And it just seems to be a bit of a favourable target at the moment. And with Crowder's injury, this could be even better. An even better return for Denzel Mims. Yeah, I like Mims. I think I've got him. I had him in one of my dynasty leagues, so it was a good pickup. Uh, and when he has been playing, he's you're right, he's, he's kind of had quite a lot of the ball sent his way. And uh, he plays well as well. He plays really well. That Jets offence need to... Uh, get rid of Gase at the end of the season and we'll crack on from there. It'll be good. Yeah, I like that. Nice. So who did you have uh, last week? <laughs> we don't want to talk about that. It's fine. We can move on. <laughs> oh, for the listeners. Uh, yes, I went. For the listeners, it was very Snell. Um, yeah, I definitely said it was one to watch and I'm going to say that I meant that over the rest of the season uh, and going forward for the Steelers. 
Uh, in the game that last week against Washington, he had eight rushes for a massive five yards and two receptions for a massive five yards. So let's just move on. <laughs> My player of this week, he's had two times out of the lineup due to a few things uh, with COVID or injuries and however he is in the lineup. He's been on the field for a big chunk of the snap percentage. The last four games he has played in, he's seen himself get 115 yards, 91 yards, 75 yards and 95 yards receiving. So that's a good uh, little four game stretch. Granted, there was actually a couple of games where he missed in and amongst those. So those are the last four games that he's played in not the actual last four games for the club. Uh, his last four games, he's also seen the targets of 7, 10, 14 and 9 times. So always gets a look in when he is actually in the team. And he's also scored four touchdowns in his last five games that he's played in. Oh, that's hard. So, so those four games are for different teams? No, no, so it's the same team, but he's... I think there's been like six or seven games in the period that he's played in four of them, but he's been out of the lineup either due to COVID or due to an injury. So the four games that he has been playing in, those are the, uh, the target share and the uh, yards that he's got. Oh, this is a good one. So someone who's gotten double digits several times gets gets a good look in games, four touchdowns. Someone who, I mean, Justin Jefferson came to mind, and that's just based on the yardages. It's not really based on anything else because I know he's scored several touchdowns. Kenny Kenny Galladay came to mind, but I don't know if he's going to be back this week. If I give you a clue on that, I've already spoken about his teammate that I absolutely love on his squad uh, earlier on in name before the game. In fact, I think he might have been my first one. Oh right, is it? It's not Brandon Ayuk, is it? It is, yes. Oh, yes! Get in! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, loving him at the moment. Obviously, I, I love D, um, Debo, but Ayuk coming in as well. Said he's, the, the four games that he's played in, the last four games, he's got seven targets, ten targets, 14 targets, nine targets, and he's got um, well over 50 yards in every single game. So, yeah, like I said, he got 115 yards against a Patriots defence, which is saying something. Uh, 91 yards, 75 yards, and 95 yards in his last four games that he's played. So when he is in the team, when he's not injured or COVID-related, he's getting a lot, of the, a lot of the share. Yeah. And they play Washington this week, and so the run potentially is going to get stifled up. So he's going to hoping that uh, the pass game can play into his favour again. Hmm. I mean, the, the stats are currently very misleading because Washington were actually very good against wide receivers for the first half of the season. And I think they've still got a little bit of that left over in the stats because they seem to be getting weaker against that position. I think the, the injuries are taking the toll. There's a bit of a talent drop-off behind the, the main two cornerbacks. All right, I reckon you could be in for a, a winner on this one. I'm hoping so. I've stuck him in my lineup in a couple of places anyway. So <laughs> I think the Washington stats could have been a whole lot worse had the Steelers actually caught some balls. But they dropped so many that their uh, their stat line was a lot better in that game. And granted, they did play well and they kind of rushed Ben a lot. But the amount of times that they dropped the ball, it could have been a whole different story. So should have, would have, could have and all that. Anyway, let's finish it off. Friday fade. Who did you have last week? So I went with Sean Watson last week. Uh, as we talked about on the podcast, it was a controversial pick. You weren't quite convinced, but he struggled against the Colts. He had no passing touchdowns and one interception and ended up as QB 14 for the week. So not really anywhere near where he has been before. He actually got his second lowest QB rating since week one. He did get a rushing touchdown on, of his own, so that does give him some extra points. But I did say they have to do the work himself for various reasons, and that's exactly what he did. So I believe that it was a good fade. Yeah, uh, 
Yeah, I'll, I'll let you have that. <laughs> All right, then, who have you chosen this week? So I think I've gone with a lot of the crowd this time around. I've gone for Miles Sanders, and there's been a few other... Um, I say other experts, there's been a few experts out there who have chosen Miles Sanders to have a tough game as well. So this seems quite a straightforward one. A lot of people will be relying on Sanders this week to get him through the fantasy playoffs. He was injured for three weeks in the middle of the season and hopefully those who had him picked up another running back to take his place. Maybe someone like Wayne Goldman, Gio Bernard. I'd probably advise on them playing those players rather than Miles in this situation. Miles started well after his return from injury, but his last two weeks haven't been good at all. And what makes this worse is that the Green Bay Packers, who he played in particular, have not had the best of times in stopping the run, but they kept Sanders to 31 yards. So that was quite a bad output compared to other running backs who've played the Packers. Sanders also comes up against the Saints this week. And New Orleans have kept at running backs virtually all season. They've only conceded three rushing touchdowns, two passing touchdowns from running backs in 13 games. Um, I think there was a stat out there that they haven't seen uh, a rushing running back for over 100 yards. I actually think that number is smaller as well. So they consistently they shut down offences on the ground and as a result put pressure on the quarterback to do the job, particularly late in the game. So Jalen Hurts has been announced as the Philly starter this week and he is going to have to deal with such a fearsome and defence in front of his really beaten up and frankly disappointing offensive line. So it's likely that the game script moves really quickly away from the running game anyway and Sanders gets left out in the cold in another factor. So nice quick Friday fade for you this week. Nice. Yeah, I like that one. I mean, uh, I don't like it because I have Sanders in a couple of places, unfortunately, but I uh, totally agree with you there. He's, he's just not been up to standard this season. So anyway, uh, that's it. That wraps up our post-season edition of Fast Action Friday. If you're on a bye week, keep yourself alert, pay attention to what's going on around you, who you might face next week, and try and get in early on those waiver eyes. If you're in a playoff match, then best of luck, but keep looking beyond your game as well, week, week to week, to know what you've got to do and what you've kind of got to get up to make up. Uh, as usual, there are plenty of postseason articles out there on 5yardrush.co.uk. Keep an eye out on Facebook posts and tweets from at 5yardrush. You can find me on at 5yardrob and Pitsy on at PitsyNFL. And until next time, keep rushing. a long, healthy life if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable. The array of options is so much greater today. U equals U. Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforumc.org. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.